0: Hey, Chloe, is abortion a right? You know what? It's
1: absolutely not. Welcome
0: back to Fact of Life with Chloe Nolan and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.
1: everyone. Welcome to Fact of Life. We're glad you're here with us um, listening this, um, today. So we just wanted to warn you guys, we're going to jump into a really heavy topic today, and that is abortion. Uh, this is something that is very important as, as Christians, as women, um, as future potential mothers. Um, this is something that is incredibly relevant in today's um, society, and especially you know, with this these elections going on, we just really felt like this was the time to talk about abortion. Um, we're gonna jump into a little bit of like the the history of abortion, talking about um, what's been going on in the past about this. We're gonna talk a little bit about what abortion is, um, in order uh, to help us effectively fight against it. We're also gonna talk about the fight against abortion, so talking about Roe v. Wade and the Dobbs case that overturned it. Um, and talking a little bit about some of those election results that we we know of um, as a the Wednesday after Election Day uh, that we're recording here. So um, to start, I I wanted to read a little bit from Psalm 139. Um, I think this is a wonderful wonderful verse that kind of just sets up um, our our view on life and and how God views how. Um, His creation. So I'm just going to read a couple verses here, starting in verse 13 of Psalm 139. It says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in the secret place, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. I just think this verse is so important to establish the fact that all life, all human beings are made in the image of God, wonderfully and beautifully created, specifically for a purpose, intentionally, with a life to be lived, that God has written um, in his book before any of our days become, become to be. So, this is just where our heart is, this is... Um, what we believe about life and um, this is our, our lens coming coming forward that all life is created in the image of God beautifully and wonderfully. So Mighty Grace, start us off. What's What's been going on in the past about abortion?
0: Yeah, so researching this topic, one thing that at least surprised me personally is that abortion has honestly been going on for a very very long time even before like especially before people understood what it was and a lot of times what you see with this modern day pro-choice movement is they'll point to these more ancient examples of abortion and they'll say well we've been doing it since the beginning of time it's just recently that people started being against it that's why we should be able to do it but something that i feel like is very very like vital to this information is that for a lot of this time that abortion was happening one, it was not incredibly common, but it was happening. But even then, most people did not truly understand like what abortion was
1: mm-hmm. Yeah and I think it's only until very recently that we re- that people have actually been able to understand what's actually going on in an abortion um, and, and because of the technology, the ultrasounds, the ability to keep a baby alive um, outside of the womb you know at, at 21 weeks, That's just, you know, unprecedented in the past. So, um, yeah, I think it's that's a really big thing that that they just didn't understand what it was back then as well. Yeah. I
0: mean, looking at Planned Parenthood's website, even they'll say um, they said, quote, abortion was a regular part of life for women. And they're referencing there the mid-1800s, which I'm not sure I would call abortion a regular part of life for anyone. That's kind of an odd phrase (laughs) there. But I mean, going on, I found a National Geographic article um, that a historian of women's rights said that abortion in the first trimester would have been very, very common in colonial America. But um, looking at that that too is I saw I found another article that said that what the first trimester like a lot of his abortions would happen before the mother could feel the baby's kick. Mm-hmm. And so, they did not have the technology to understand what was happening inside of mother or truly like understand what it was. And so they, their, their line of reasoning of there's a baby within me is when they felt a kick right. and like, by no means do not mistake us for saying like, Oh, those abortions are okay. They are. Cause no. we yeah. do not believe that, but it is important to understand the
1: context that
0: these women were facing their decisions with.
1: Yeah. That's, that's absolutely right. So we're, we're not going to see a little bit of kickback until or pushback against abortion until 1857. There's a guy named Horatio Storr. He's a gynecologist. And um, he, he, was, he was a part of the medical or American Medical Association. And he began to push what he called criminal abortion. So he believed that abortion was immoral. And it caused derangement in women because it interfered with nature. Um, he lobbied. Uh, he lobbied for the medical American Medical Association to think of abortion not as a medical act but a grave crime that lowered the profession, that the medical profession as a whole. Um, I think that's just that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to what Planned Parenthood's website said,
0: they said that people didn't start outlawing abortion until the mid-1800s. But now we're looking at this um, Horatio Storer here, who was really one of the very first people to look into this issue. And you notice this, this correlation between when people started seeing abortion as bad and when people started investigating into what abortion was. So you see, as people start to begin what it is, that's when they start realizing it's bad. Looking at um, Horatio Storr's website, it says that the diseases peculiar to women were little understood and poorly treated whenever he began his medical practice. And so you see this because during that time period, a lot of people just did not treat women's health with a lot. They just, they disregarded it. Mm -hmm. It was not something that was like placed importance on. Right. And so when you see people actually looking into it, that's when
1: they're realizing abortion, what it is, that it's, it's killing the mm-hmm. baby within the mother. Right, right. Um, and that, you know, that began to kind of change the medical approach to that. And so there was a thing in the 1850s called the Physician's Crusade, which led to a lot of the passage of laws in every state that protected um, the baby from conception. So that's when you start seeing abortion show up in the laws when... Um, people are actively saying hey this is wrong like this has been a practice but this is not okay this is something that we need to be um proactive against and uh you know this is inherently wrong
0: yeah like prior to this people had like people did not know that the fetus was like actually alive prior to the mom feeling the kicks
1: yeah and I just like as we mentioned earlier just like the growing technology I think that's such an important thing and something that I've loved to see it's just how much we can offer women um, and offer information about their baby, like they can see their baby moving and breathing, they can see it um you know and 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 now we can even keep a baby alive um at at twenty one weeks. That's so early and this this baby can be alive and 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 can grow up and and survive even outside of the womb then and that's just huge. that's incredible. There's so many things that I see, like
0: they just that are so beautiful to me. One thing is, just 21 days after that baby is first like formed, the baby's organs start to develop and the heart begins to beat, and like that's incredible. And, like now we have the technology for, like Chloe said, for parents to see their baby moving, and that's just 21 days after yeah. it after the baby is created. The heart begins to
1: beat, like that's so. That's huge. That is a baby's life right there. I it's it's so beautiful. It's stunningly beautiful.
0: Um, so yeah, looking at the National Geographic article that I mentioned earlier, um, they start talking about Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood, which we won't go too in depth on today. Yeah, we just could do a full episode on that. If honestly, we really <laughs> could. So there's much. There's so much behind that. But um, so they th- there was this growing birth control movement also around this time and what that's whenever we first saw abortion and um and like birth control being equated that's mm-hmm. when it first and at, at this point abortion was illegal in places and they just we started seeing this being equated and so i think now we see that nowadays a lot too is the two things are equated and we we see it stemming from this moment right here and margaret sanger was one of the quote-unquote pioneers of this comparison I think looking at that that movement to provide some interesting information you know it was really headed by Margaret Sanger started in Planned Parenthood but what's interesting to me in looking into her and like like we said we will not go too in depth into this because a whole other episode but she started like a specific project in 1939 to be able to quote-unquote expand birth control options to black communities in the south but what we've seen from, like, the beginning of Margaret Singer's career is that a lot of what she's done is target, really, the black communities with her abortion availability. And I think and some would argue if they're like, oh, like, she's just trying to help them the most. But that is, I don't know, that's some interesting
1: actions, I would say. Right. And, I mean, I guess it just it comes back to, to what actually is going on in these planned parenthood clinics or what the <laughs> they should not even be called clinics but um this is you know it's it's the intentional intentional placement of these these places that are killing life it, murdering innocent children.
0: Exactly. And if you go to the Planned Parenthood website, they will literally tell you word for word that the tradition of disregarding the humanity of black people is part of more than 400 years of white supremacist systems. And what they're referencing right before this, they said, it is clear to see how deeply abortion bans are rooted in white supremacy and patriarchal strongholds. I just, I, this is just unfathomable to me, how they can say that preventing abortion is disregarding the
1: humanity like I don't understand I mean they can say that because they don't view the baby in the womb as a baby they just view it as a clump of cells but but that's just inherently not true I mean that everything all of the medical um evidence of of the baby's heartbeat and and even just from scripture we learned about that that God formed us he needed us together in our mother's womb and 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 that that is a life. And so we're absolutely not disregarding humanity. Um, and I think this is an important time to bring up, too. I mean, it's not just about the baby. We have to be um, coming alongside the mom. That's huge. Absolutely. That, that goes hand in hand. You cannot just say, oh, we have to ban abortions on every level and yet not, um, you know, take care of the mother. That's this is this goes hand in hand. And and there's so many there are situations where um you know ab- abortion is is wanted because of a, a very horrible or horrific situation um from the mom and and um you know in, in in the ways that that baby was conceived but this is important as as we're talking about being pro-life, like what that means, you know, coming alongside the mom, making sure that she has what's necessary to raise her child or give her child up for adoption, um, to be able to safely carry her child to term, to get her the medical attention she's going to need um, throughout her pregnancy. That's so important. It's just as important to protect the mom as it is to protect the baby, you know, that they, it's both two lives that matter. And that's, you know, I think sometimes that the line gets blurred a little bit when people... You know, and, and that's something that they'll uh, uh, pro-choice people will hang on to. And they're like, well, what about the mom? We're not ever saying anything. You know, this needs to go hand in hand, and it's they're equally important. Absolutely. I think, well, and we'll get into this
0: later when we talk about the fight against abortion, because mm-hmm. this is a vital part of that, but they do often say, what about the mom? But what you see most of the time is almost every pro-life organization has, has like, things set up in place to help the mother and the child after they choose, you don't see that with very many pro-choice organizations. Mm-hmm. And, like, as we're seeing that kind of getting into this more modern times, um, just briefly mentioning the thing that almost everyone thinks of when they think of abortion, which is the 1973 Supreme Court case, Roe v. Wade, which, mm-hmm. as we saw a little while ago, and as we'll talk about later, was recently overturned, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, before we really get into the modern the modern fight against abortion. I think it is very important to understand what abortion is. And um, kind of as we're transitioning into this, for those of you who are just now tuning in, this is Fact of Life. Um, I'm Maddie Grace Watts and I'm here with Chloe Noller and you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. So as we're transitioning into this, I just want to make sure to point out like what the this part that we're about to talk about, it's what abortion is and it's not going to be comfortable whatsoever. I think yeah. that's part of it is there's so much miseducation surrounding what it is that it's so important to know what it is in order to effectively fight against it, even though it can be a very hard subject to talk about.
1: Yeah, we we want to be sensitive in, in talking about this, but also making sure that we are all aware of just exactly the horrors um, and the the sickening aspects of what abortion actually is and I mean there have been many cases where we've seen how someone has been informed and educated on what an abortion actually does and that's changed their position on it because they just didn't understand so that's why we're going to talk about this right now um we'll go over these yeah so we're just
0: going to be quickly highlighting four of the most common types of abortion today um so first off, we have the abortion pill, which is commonly referred to as Plan B. This one's not incredibly graphic, which um, is not as harsh to talk about, but it's still still very, very sad. But it's basically a non-surgical form of abortion. It's a chemical abortion where the mother takes a pill and uh, the drugs that are in the pill, the chemicals in there, uh, effectively end the life of the baby. Yeah.
1: Um, it's, it's, it's ac- Plan B is actually a really uh, scary scary one that i think a lot of women are again uninformed about and what this actually does but it's very it's very dangerous and actually takes the life of a lot of women um Mm -hmm. this this pill is not safe in the least for either the child or the bait or the mother although i'm i will point out right now and i think this is important to highlight there are ways after you've taken the uh, plan b pill and have regretted that or immediately like why in the world did I do that? There are ways you can reverse it. You can, I mean, mm-hmm. you look up liveaction.org. I mean, there's help everywhere, but if you have taken that and, you know, or like, wait a second, what in the world just, did I just do? Um, you can reverse that, that pretty quickly. Um, obviously not, um, too far out in the future after you've taken it, but this can be reversed. Um, and that's, that's important to note. And I think that it's something we need to remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is one,
0: this, that that's one of the, that's one of the, I don't want to say plus sides because it's really not a plus side to abortion, but this one, it is like Chloe said, it is very important to note that within the next little while after you can reverse it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the misconception with this one is it's presented to a lot of women, like just a simple, like, like contraception, like, it's not they 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 aren't told what it's really doing that the baby is already in there formed and that it's yeah. it's
1: killing it which is terrible. The next the next two methods of abortion have to do a lot about with just taking the baby out of the womb. One of them is called aspiration or DNC and it basically extracts the the baby using suction and it's horrific. And then the, there's uh, another method in the second trimester that event essentially does the same thing but. An abortionist will actually use instruments to dismember and ex- extract the baby from the womb, um, and so I, I think this is just getting into the actual horror and and uh, <sighs> horrificness of abortion and and what this is actually doing. I mean, it's absolutely sickening that these babies are being taken apart mm-hmm. and and murdered in in a most graphic sense. It's absolutely horrible. And and the last and the last method you'll see is an effective killing i mean um, just murdering of a baby it's an induction um the the abortionist will inject a substance into the baby that causes cardiac arrest and basically induces the mother to deliver a stillborn baby that's absolutely terrible it's just it's sickening it's absolutely sickening
0: it's it is. I remember watching. I I believe it's live action. I'm not entirely sure, but they have some like gra- like some like videos, not of actual people, but just like videos of like showing what this would be. And I watched it one time, and it's it really is sickening. I cannot imagine watching it in real life. It's but um, it's just
1: absolutely with that last horrific. one,
0: especially when it says that it induces the mother to deliver her baby stillborn. I think it's very important to note that a lot of the rhetoric you're hearing nowadays is that um, the pro-life movement wants to equate miscarriages to abortion,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is completely it's not so true. It's a so miscarriage false. and abortion are two very different things to the, a, a miscarriage is unintentional an abortion is, um, mm-hmm. a miscarriage. You can't, you have no control over that. Exactly. And uh, both of them have negative effects on the mother. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely, true. we should definitely rally around them. But when people are speaking of banning abortion, it, you can't ban a miscarriage because people aren't doing it intentionally.
1: Right. Though they'll, they, they'll say there's this huge concern around like, well, then what about miscarriages that has absolutely nothing to do with it. And I think again it's important as we've mentioned a lot in our episodes that like it's important to understand what's actually going on. Do your own research. Look at the rhetoric. Look at what they're saying and look at what actually goes on. What is a miscarriage? Find find that out. What what's actually happening in abortion and, and learn to tell the difference between the two. Obviously, we're not all going to be medical professionals, but um there there is just information out there exactly. um, available. So hey, we can be educated. Yeah. Absolutely. We can so be educated. With that, we're going to take a quick break. Um, you've been listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM with Chloe Noller and Matty Grace Watson on Fact of Life. Uh, After the break, we're going to jump into what the fight against abortion is looking like. We're going to dive into what Roe v. Wade was and how Dobbs overturned it and what it actually means. And then we're going to talk about some election results um, with uh, some uh, proposals going around the country and figuring out what we can do as the pro-life generation to fight back against this.
0: Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Alrighty, welcome back, you guys. We're going to get a little bit into the modern fight against abortion and then little a little bit later on in this episode, talk about some election results we saw Tuesday night. Um, talking about some different abortion proposals around the state. So as we're talking about this modern fight against abortion, I think, as we said earlier, the really a large thing that comes to people's minds is Roe v. Wade, and we know that was overturned recently. So, Chloe, why don't you tell us a little bit about Roe v. Wade and what that court case meant for America?
1: Yeah, so Roe v. Wade was what people call a landmark decision. Um, it was issued on January 22nd. And I do think it was landmark, but for very different reasons than people say. Um, but it, um, it was issued on January 22nd in 1973. So the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a Texas statute that banned abortion. Um, we love Texas. Always leading the fight in this. Um, but effectively legalized the procedure across the United States. So... Um, The court held basically that a woman's right to an abortion was implicit in the right to privacy um, Hmm. by the 14th Amendment and uh, to the Constitution. So um, prior to Roe v. Wade, abortion had been illegal throughout much of the country since 19th, the 19th century. um, Many, many states imposed restrictions on abortion after the 1973 ruling. um, But on June 24th of 2022... Praise the Lord. It was overturned by Dobbs B. Jackson. Wow. There's a lot in that and a lot of, of legal stuff that is a lot to get into. But basically, um, this, this amendment allowed abortion um, across all, all states, which was interesting, too, because it has a very, a very big issue in states' rights, uh, what, what's allowed and, and what the government has the right to dictate about this um but basically um now that they, they they rooted their uh they rooted their idea of what abortion or how it could be allowed in the 14th amendment and the right to privacy um and i just i because this is dealing with a human life i just that doesn't make sense to me it's it's absolutely false it's not anywhere um in that so i think it's important to know um how how Dobbs overturned that. But Maddie Grace, what are your thoughts on this this what they call landmark legal decision in nineteen seventy three? You know, one thing about Roe v. Wade that's never
0: really made sense to me was where they're finding this right to privacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like one, like the on top of that, how Right to privacy automatically equates to abortion. But I'm telling you, I've literally sat here and, like, looked at the text of the 14th Amendment, like, many times. And I'm just like, where yeah, are let's, you getting this? Let's,
1: let's read it right now. The 14th Amendment says, "...no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of a citizen of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law." nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Mm -hmm. That's the first section there. And that,
0: yeah, the the other sections
1: have to do with representatives
0: and like, so we won't read those just for sake of context. Right. But this is, they're, they're referencing section one whenever they talk about these. And I mean, feel free to go back and play that See if we said something that we missed, but I just I have never been able to point. And one thing that's interesting to me about the Roe v. Wade decision is unless I'm mistaken, they didn't point to a specific phrase in this section. No, it was oh, never. It's, it's in the it's, it's in the,
1: it's implied in the 14th Amendment. Yeah. And I'm that just But but I think it's important too. The 14th Amendment literally says that it shall not deprive any person of life without due process of law. Okay. has the baby committed? Nothing. Okay. They're not even getting a trial and yet they're being murdered. They're depriving a person of life. And this is what they're rooting their decision in. And a lot of times these are the same people who oppose the death penalty. Yeah. I'm like, oh,
0: let's, they say, oh, let's not use the death penalty for criminals who murdered a bunch of people and have done all these terrible things. But yes, let's impose the death penalty on your innocent baby in your womb. That's literally never
1: done anything to you. That's right. And Every person is created equally in Im- the image of God, and they say that under here, with any, we can't deny to any person within its jurisdiction um, of the United States, the equal protection of the laws. And that applies to the children who have yet been, or have yet to be born. That, that applies firmly to that. So there's just this incredible decision written by Justice Alito um, when uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned with the... Dobbs case. Now, um, I just want to talk a little bit about that. So, basically, there's a lot of misconceptions about what Dobbs did and and what what in the world happened to abortion after this was overturned. A lot of people said, oh, no, abortion is going to be outlawed in all the states. That's not what happened at all. Um, The overturning of Roe v. Wade did not outlaw abortion. Rather, the fight has only been returned to the states to make their own internal laws about abortion. Um, And so, there's this, this beautiful, beautiful statement. Um, that just kind of opens this 192-page decision that was wonderfully executed and beautifully written by Justice Alito, um, which is very grounded in constitutional law. And he says, Held, the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives. That is a landmark decision right there. That Mm -hmm. is landmark.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing I think so many people like Chloe said are very misinformed about what this did. When you like when you look at it a lot of the how should I say this? A lot of the educated pro-choice people, even they will admit that okay, maybe this was
1: Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right. who was a previous Supreme Court justice. She was pro-choice. And yet she believed herself that Roe v. Wade was not rooted in anything secure. It was it was a very weird decision. I think she's, I mean, if you were going to actually make a decision about abortion, it would have to be very different. She believed that Roe v. Wade should be overturned basically just because of the way the laws work. she She was very rooted in the Constitution and said that this is not, this just doesn't have any basis. There's no right for it. Exactly. I
0: think what we saw with the, re- Uh, Roe decision was the Supreme Court overstepping their bounds the Supreme Mm -hmm. Court is their job is to rule on whether things are staying constitutional and like what if it's lining up with the law and what we saw with that is they were essentially creating a law they were creating what Mm -hmm. a lot of people would refer to uh, for many years as a constitutional right so much so that whenever the Dobbs decision came out and we saw Roe v Wade overturned that a lot of people were like they're taking away our constitutional rights. They're
1: taking away... Like, like no, they're just clarifying that you don't have one. Yeah, it's absolutely right. I think it's just so important. And we talk about how people are misinformed. And, I mean, we don't pretend to be able to give you all the information either. Like, if you're listening to this, I go read things like this. Go read the Constitution. Go search the amendments. Where does it say that you have a right to an abortion? Um, and, and, and I would even challenge you I mean 192 pages is a lot but there's a great intro Um, it's fairly short in in the Dobbs case that uh, Justice Alito sums up the decision a little bit in these few pages Um, and at least read that if you if you want to talk about what's actually going on know what you're talking about know what this decision actually does do your own research and and it, it will make sense um we don't want to pretend to give you this information, but encourage you to go do your own as well. But we're here to kind of just give you the outline of, of the information that we've researched and, and what we've done. So, um, yeah, I think there's a couple points of the Dobbs case that Justice Alito walks through. And he says, um, whether there is a right to abortion in the Constitution examines whether the right to an abortion is rooted in the nation's history and tradition and whether it is essential component of order liberty. It also considered whether a right to obtain an abortion is part of a broader entrenched right that is supported by other precedents. So he's looking at the past, he's looking at precedent, culture, um, he's looking at the central components of order, liberty, and um, the nation's history and tradition. So he's looking, he's looking at all of these aspects and basically comes to the conclusion that it's just not there.
0: Yeah, one thing that I've always... Um, found interesting about this modern day pro-choice movement is a lot of times when referencing like abortion and things like that they'll they'll talk about these what they call old white men trying to regulate our bodies which I find something is really funny is that the just like a side note, the Supreme Court justices that decided Roe v. Wade were all quote unquote a bunch of old white men, according to their criteria. Yeah. And the court, the court that overturned Roe, um, at the time had three women sitting on it. Now there's four, but at the time there were three. That's uh, right. Justice Barrett, uh, Justice Sotomayor, and Justice Kagan, all all women. Um, the still, it's it's just interesting. Now they didn't all vote to overturn it, but it's still interesting, and then, of course, I mean, we have a a mixed-race Supreme Court, too, like, this is, if they're really concerned about old white men regulating their decisions, this is, like, the
1: most diverse Supreme Court we've ever had. It absolutely is, yeah. I, I think it's just, that's such a ridiculous statement by them, because literally, (laughs) <laughs> Roe v. Wade was a bunch of white men.
0: Which I mean, in addition to that too, like that doesn't make abortion right or wrong either. Right. Like uh, it, it's an interesting fact to point out, but it, it, regardless of who voted on it, it doesn't make it right or wrong. It doesn't make it constitutional or unconstitutional. It's just, I mean, it's 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 really interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah. I I I think there's just so much misinformation i've seen spread about abortion and how it is applying to us nowadays and how the court cases all work out and um i mean like referencing back to our education episode Mm -hmm. a lot of it is people not understanding how our government works and how it's set up and so you see like everything we we talk about and even though they're all different things it does intertwine and i think like we talked about in our education episode it's so important to be informed and to for upcoming generations to know how our system of government works
1: yeah that's right um i want to talk about a couple more points from dobbs and we'll we'll move on to kind of the more current um, political climate but i think it's important to note there's this thing that there's this quote that um justice alito says and he says by the time the 14th amendment was adopted so the one that they root their their rights in Um, by the time it was adopted three-quarters of the states had made abortion a crime at any stage of pregnancy Um, and that consensus consensus endured until the day Roe was decided so Roe either ignored or misstated this history and Casey declined to consider Roe's faulty historical analysis so um, he was saying at at common law abortion was a criminal in at least some stages of pregnancy and regarded as unlawful and could have had very serious consequences at all stages Um, so until, only until a few years before Roe, um, no federal or state court had recognized such a right. Abortion just did not exist. Like the right to abortion did not exist. It didn't exist. And then Roe v. Wade was like, actually, wait, we're going to create a right and we're going to root it in the 14th amendment, which actually protects a baby's life. Um
0: so what we saw here was our branch of government that's supposed to make sure we're being constitutional actually being unconstitutional ironically. There's a whole
1: other episode we could go into exactly. about the Supreme Court. But you know what guys? It's been overturned. We're all good. That's right guys. We are the pro-life generation. We are post-Roe. Yes, this is we are. huge. But but this is a big responsibility and we need to actually know what this means. What are we what can we do about this? So we know now that the The right, uh, the, the decision about abortion, whether it being illegal or legal, has been returned to the states. Which means it's our responsibility as citizens of a specific state to keep our governments accountable and to know what's going on. So now we're. It's important to note. What just happened in the elections? Matty Grace, tell us about these results.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think just going off of what Chloe said, we all were, all all of the pro-life, if, if you can't tell Chloe and I are pro-life, just thought if we could get that out there, let me know. <laughs> we started off with Psalm
1: 139, I mean. Yeah, but yeah. um,
0: it, it was so easy to rejoice whenever we found out that Roe v. Wade was overturned, but you know, like Chloe said, Now it's our job. The fight's not over because it's only begun. For those of us who truly understand the Supreme Court decision, we realize that states can now they can they can legalize abortion, which, and it's up to them. So now it's our it's our fight. It's still the fight is not over.
1: No, I and it's
0: really only begun. Exactly. And so, um, you know, Chloe and I go to college in Michigan, and so this week we saw a really big proposition on the ballot. It was uh, the pr- Proposition 3, which they titled the, rep- the Reproductive Freedom for All Proposal. And um, sadly, it does look like Prop 3 hasn't been passed. But just a little bit about what that is, a little bit of an overview, is this is in the state of Michigan. And um, it'll, it allows the state to regulate abortion. It basically legalizes abortion and forbids state discrimination to... Um, you, you can't ban abortion. It's basically, it in, in, invalidates any laws that
1: will conflict with the amendment. Um, yeah, it allows states to regulate abortion after viability, but it doesn't prohibit um, if there's medically needed uh, you know, something to protect a patient's life, physical or mental health, which um, we were kind of talking about at an election night um, interview. We we're talking about how this mental health aspect of this abortion um, proposition is going to be a huge issue moving forward. Just what that actually means, and it's—I mean—it probably will end up in the Supreme Court. But there's so much leeway on what mental health, uh, physical, like physical or mental health. That's—it's just so vague. What? Yeah. What we need to be
0: on the lookout for is—you know—mental health is a serious thing. Absolutely. But w- and because of that, is we don't need like. It is very important that people don't take advantage of that, yeah. like which I think is very it, c- it can be taken advantage of, unfortunately, Absolutely. and which creates a bad name for mental health. But we see that. And like we said earlier, talking about abortion and like mothers and things is you'll see even pro-choice people who have had abortions will tell you like having an abortion takes a toll on your mental health.
1: So, so much.
0: Let's have an abortion to help the mother's mental health, but the abortion actually makes it worse. I just, so much worse. It's it's very saddening, but unfortunately, it does look like Proposition 3
1: has been passed in Michigan. Which means it invalidated a 1931 precedent abortion ban, um, and that's just horribly sad. We see another proposition like this that passed in California as well. These are the two of that we know of right now, but... Um, this is sad, but th- that does not mean our fight is is over. That doesn't mean we've been defeated. I mean that think now more than ever we can be active in the political system but but even more than that, even even past the politics, the the voting, you know, the laws of it all, um, there's so much we can do as. Um, like as Mighty Grace and I, as women, um, and, and as just citizens of America, as Christians living in today's day and age, there's so much that we can be doing to to raise awareness, to help people, to come alongside the mothers who have, um, who are thinking about or have had an abortion and need help. And I feel so lost and broken after that experience because it's so absolutely horrific and, and sickening. And so there's, there's a lot of organizations out there that you can get involved with. You can be in so much prayer. That's the biggest thing that we can be doing is is praying that the Lord will change our elected officials' hearts. It'll change the, the voters' hearts, that things like this, when they get on the ballot, they will be um, rightly voted on. And that, um, you know, th- our leaders' hearts can be changed in in respect to this issue. Um, we now know that this has been returned to the states, and there are so many states that are protecting um, protecting babies. Uh, there's some some wonderful governors out there who are doing an amazing job protecting the right to life. But um, there are people out there that aren't. Many governors and many representatives who are not going to be fighting for that. So I think it's important to know just know what you can be involved with. Um, there's there's a lot of student organizations. That, there's the March for Life in in D.C. There's um, Live Action that has a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, to educate people and to help um, bolster the adoption, the foster care system, to um, help actual, like help in actual tangible ways um, that don't even have to do with the laws or um, elections they're in. But I think it's important to know that there's so much we can be doing um, other than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Our fight is not over, guys. And I think um, there's this large rhetoric surrounding abortion that, men should just keep their opinions out of it which I would I just I hear that all the time that like oh like your opinion on abortion doesn't matter because you are a man like that is so false that is so false your gender does not dictate an action's morality um so I think it's not just the fight it's not just um women's fight to get this to get this change to get Um, abortion banned. It's not just young Generation Z's fight. It's not just the fight of the... it's, It's all of our fights. We all have to fight back against this and make sure... I mean, it was over like Wade was overturned and like that gave the rights back to the states to regulate it
1: but it doesn't it didn't just give the right back rights back to the states it gave the responsibility back to the people that's right it's our responsibility as citizens of america to stand up and fight for what we believe in to protect innocent life to protect it at all levels no matter if it's been born if it's unborn if um Someone has a disability. If someone's older, we're all equally created in the image of God with equal value and equal rights, and and that is that is the truth. That mm-hmm. that is what we need to be focusing on, and that's what we need to rally around as we continue this fight against um, the murdering of innocent children. Yes, and and ultimately, we like. And
0: ultimately, the a big thing. Is just being educated and making sure others are educated too because like we talked about earlier what abortion is may be hard to talk about but once you we see like once people understand what it is their perspectives are radically changed and so we just we really like people understanding Mm -hmm. everything around this understanding misconceptions just education sounding this topic, and honestly, any topic is so important.
1: It really is. But yeah, I think, and as we're as we're going to close out here today, just reminder to to be in prayer, to be um, thinking about what we can be doing as citizens of the United States and as Christians um, to be to be protecting to be protecting life and the creation that the Lord has has given us. Be in prayer over this, um, and and know what you can be doing about it. And as we're going to close out today, we just want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate your support. We're glad we could be able to talk about this today and and um, just bring up some some things that have been going on. Um, just want to remind you, you can follow us on Instagram at Fact of Life Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also listen to us on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com. That's factoflifepodcast at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you guys. It always means a lot whenever you reach out.
0: And if there's ever any episode ideas, make sure to reach out. We've already talked about one episode earlier on this season um, from a a fan suggestion. So That's that's definitely something we highly appreciate that's right thank you guys so much for listening with us today as always my name is Chloe Noller and I'm Maddie Grace Watson and And we we approve of this message. message